Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castro, and here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, this is it. This is our last preview show of the year. I'm so sad. Are you? I'm so Are sad. You really? Another long, drawn-out preview show before we get to go talk about off-season stuff and gossip and speculate about what 2021 will have to offer. Hopefully, it'll be better than 2020. I mean, it won't require much. Yeah, basically. Yeah, well, also, we can go on as long tangents as we want. <sighs> yes. I love long tangents. Yep. I we love just- them. We could be talking about fantasy football, and then we could just talk about our favorite lightsaber fights in Star Wars. And then, True. And it would just be fine. We wouldn't have to worry about it because there's no schedule. Right. There's no schedule. We could do whatever There's no we rigidity. Want. Hey, Adam, was this the show? Is this the anniversary of the show that we did when we were doing the required radio fantasy show? Great program. When we just completely, totally just took the flyers off of this show and just said, you know what? Let's wing the fuck out of this. Speaking of weird tangents, going on tangents as long as, as long as possible. We, we were talking about, I don't know what we were talking about. I think I we were talking about the Godfather. No. Okay. Hold on. So here's the, here's, here's the, the sequence of events. We were talking about the Godfather. Yeah. The sequence of of events was, I made a joke about, you know, you have to go back into a time machine. Yes, the hot tub time machine. Yes. Yes. Like if you if you bet on whatever team to tie in a game, you would you would have had to have gone back in time. You like you'd have you would have had to be a tra- a time traveler. Yes. And I was talking about the scene in Hot Tub Time Machine where you know they travel back in time to the eighties and they're watching the or I guess it was the 90s, the late 80s, early 90s. And they're watching like, no, I guess it was the late 80s. Because so they were watching the drive. Game. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys bets on the Broncos to win like late in the game when everybody thinks obviously the Browns are going to win because like the Broncos have to go 98 yards. Right. And then some squirrel goes on the field and fucks everything up. So we were talking about that, and then we ended up talking about The Godfather. And then after like 20 minutes, I, I literally said, what the fuck are we talking about? Great question. Hopefully this show won't be a repeat. Might be. Might already be. Yeah. Well, it was funnier back then because you used bleeps at that point. And it was – and I think That's my, true. My, exclamation, my exclamation was a lot funnier with the bleep. That's true. We did use the bleep. I never wow. used it, but – we should use a bleep for this show. We use the bleep for the show. It could masquerade as an EAS test. <laughs> now, everybody listening to that and wondering what the fuck is an EAS test, that, that reference just went, woo, for some people. Look it up. You've probably, you heard it. You just didn't know what it was called. True. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Friday's game surely the Christmas day matchup going up against the uh, Celtics and Nets in the, in the TV ratings. I don't know what the NFL was thinking, giving us a Friday football game to compete with the NBA, but I'll take it. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird. Cause usually like the NBA owns Christmas, right? And it's been like that forever. 
hey, you know what? Given given the year that we've had in the year of our Lord 2020, I'm good with having Friday football. I'm good with it. Not a problem. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, this solidifies the fact that we've had football on every single day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Is this the first ever Friday game? That that that's a, that's a question that I think I would have to ask the uh, the stat nerds because I, I wouldn't be sure off the top of my head. I don't know. I I mean, usually, usually I'm there for you for this sort of stat. Yes, because you know, oh, you always do know the obscure facts, but I don't know off the top of my head. Well, go on and go, go read the injury report. And I will look up if there is has ever been a Friday game, and I'll let you know after you read it. Certainly. Um, how fast can you look it up? Because the injury reports are pretty non consequent or inconsequential for um, this game. Give me two seconds. How about that? give me five seconds? How about that? Okay. So for the Minnesota Vikings, um, Kyle Rudolph did not practice on Tuesday with a foot issue. Um, CJ Ham is questionable heading into this game. And they have a bunch of players on either IR or they're just out. But a lot of the other players that they have on the injury report are defensive players. You have players like Cam Dantzler, uh, Jalen Holmes, Armin Watts, Jaleel Johnson, and, and Troy Dye, who don't really factor in unless you're playing in an IDP league. And for the New Orleans Saints, um, Marquez Callaway, a wide, a wide receiver, he was put on IR. And the big, 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 big news is that Michael Thomas is on IR. And he was placed on IR yesterday. All right. So you want your answer? Yes. Okay. So I'll just read this verbatim. This is an article um, that was put out by... John Breach of CBS Sports. So I'll give I'll give credit there. Um, the Week 16 game will mark the first time in 11 years that the NFL has held a Friday game. The last one came in 2009 when the Titans hosted the Chargers in a game that Tennessee lost 42 to 17. The Friday game is so rare that there have only been 10 ever played since the AFL NFL merger in 1970. Uh, this year's game will mark just the fifth time it has happened since 1993. Weird how half of those games have happened within the, le- the past, like, 25 to 30 years. Mm-hmm. The NFL is expanding its horizons, Adam. What would, what would we actually do if the NFL decided, instead of having all of its games on Sunday, on Thursday, Sunday, Monday, with the occasional sprinkling of Saturday later in the year, what if the week turned into two games Monday, two games Tuesday, three games Wednesday, four games Thursday, five games Friday, et cetera, et cetera? I would lose my mind. Well, then you'd be soccer. That would be the, that's the Premier League. That's True. what they do. True. Good point. Especially with COVID. You know, now that now that's what they have done. Yeah. Is they've just spread it out, but I think it's also more to get the TV market, but that's all speculative. So yeah, there, there's uh, there's your answer. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so Michael Thomas is on IR. That's the huge news. Traquan Smith, uh, he didn't practice on Tuesday. He might not be available. See, here's the thing also about Friday. I think Friday would be almost a better day instead of Thursday just because it gives you that extra day to rest and recover. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, you might you might be uh, splitting with the Texas market because they're going to be focused on their high school football True. on Friday. True. But I think for everybody else that at least that lives in the Northeast that doesn't really care about high school football, I think it would be it would make a lot more sense. True. But that's just me. Uh, also, I guess famous Jameis might not be uh, backing up Drew Brees. Again, he's still on the COVID list, right? Right. All righty. So as far as the starter meter, the playoff starter meter, this is this the playoff the pl- meter. Not even just like the playoff meter. This is like the hyper intense playoff meter because it's like sure, whatever. Maybe you start a player in the first round of a playoff game. It's like I have to do it. But would you start a a player in the in a final, in a championship? That's a whole nother level. And that's that's kind of what we're have what we're dealing with here. Yep. So, I mean, would you start Kirk Cousins in a championship game? Not if you don't have to. I mean, if you're in if you're in a deep two QB and Kirk Cousins is one of your only options, then sure. But if we're talking normal sort of situation, no, I would not. I would not be going and starting Kirk Cousins. No, no, no. But you are most certainly starting Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he hasn't left He's, your lineup. Yeah, that that's that's I think as much of a locked and loaded play as it gets. I mean, the Saints do allow the second fewest points to opposing running backs. But at the same time, it is Dalvin Cook. You know he's going to get the guaranteed touches. You are playing him. He already has almost 1,500 yards on the ground. Mm -hmm. And that came with him missing one game. That's crazy. Yeah, which is quite frankly ridiculous. And if you really look at it, too, if you look at his game-by-games, it really came with before the bye in Week 7 – Three of his first five games were stinkers. 12 for 50, 14 for 61, 17 for 65. Granted, he scored at least one touchdown in all those games. But in terms of yardage, those are stinkers. Yeah. And then after the bye, the lowest yardage output that he had was 18 for 61 against Carolina. But other than that, he's been nearly 100 yards every single game and at least 20 carries. So... Yeah, you're you're starting Dalvin Cook, no problem. And what about the receivers? You have Justin Jefferson, who has already topped a thousand yards heading heading into this game, and also Adam Thielen. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Thielen a little bit more than Jefferson, but you're playing both of them. Makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. Let me see. So they, so um, the uh, handy dandy fantasy pros rankings, they have, there's like a very sizable gap between Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. This gap is Justin Jefferson is at eight for them. And Adam Thielen, believe it or not, is at 17. That's fair. I don't have it that big of a gap, but I have it in mind. I have Adam Thielen 14. I have Justin Jefferson 16. So basically right neck and neck. They're both wide receiver twos for me. Yeah. I mean, would you have somebody like Adam Thielen over like some of the players above him? You have like 
Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, Jarvis Landry, Mike Evans. The only one I would have over Adam Thielen is Terry McLaurin. Okay. Everybody else I would start Adam Thielen over, but Adam Thielen versus Terry McLaurin, I would take Terry McLaurin. All right. Cool. Same with Justin Jefferson, actually. Justin Jefferson, the only receiver that I have ranked above him is Terry McLaurin. Really? Yeah, Terry McLaurin I have as a top 10 play this week. Well, that's great. It's good to hear for anybody that has Terry McLaurin. Yes, pending, of course, that Alex Smith plays, but we'll get there. Yeah, we will We will definitely get there. Uh, what about Irv Smith Jr. and Kyle Rudolph? I, I mean, hope you're not having to stream tight end if you're here this late. That's true. But if you have to, Irv Smith has appeal if Rudolph is out. What about, okay, yeah, all right. So for the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees. Mm, four. Don't love him. I didn't think so. Don't love him. Alvin Kamara. You're playing him. Ten. Of course. Um, Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray revenge game. That's true. It is a Latavius Murray revenge game. The revengeance. Uh, he's like a six. Like a six. Middle of the road flex. The revenger. The Revenger Latavius Murray. Yes. Um, and then the Saints leading receiver is also Alvin Kamara. Still. Yep. Still. Yeah, don't remind me. Uh, so anyway, no Michael Thomas, of course. Maybe no Traquan Smith. What does this mean for somebody like Emmanuel Sanders? I like him. I like him. I don't know if I like him as a wide receiver too. But I do like him as a middle-of-the-road flex. It's like a five. Okay. He'll get you volume of anything else. PPR, I like him more than none. Any other receivers? No. And then finally, Jared Cook. Two. All right. Cool. Next game, we're moving on to Saturday now. And this game could be a bit interesting. I wouldn't be shocked necessarily if this game has moved to Sunday, considering what happened with the Lions coaching staff. Um, A lot of members of the Lions coaching staff, including Darrell Bevel. So, I mean, there is a possibility that this game doesn't happen or is is at least move, especially if the Lions are without coaches. (laughs) You know, that could be a, a little bit of a problem. But all signs, at least so far, is that this game is going to be a, a full go. Yeah, well, we have a couple days until – because they're not going to – it's not like the NFL is going to announce the day of that um, that this game is not going to happen True. or it's going to be moved on Sunday. True. Or moved to Sunday. And I think the interesting thing is, the nice thing is, the refreshing thing is, is that there haven't been any games that have been outright canceled. Nope. Even though there are some games that probably should have been. No, and, and fair play to the NFL that they were able to uh, to pull this off. Right, exactly. So definitely monitor that. I don't know. It doesn't really mean anything for our purposes if there are coaches out, but it could just mean what, like your deadline for your decisions could could be different. It means that the, game, that the final game could be Monday or Tuesday. Right, well, that too. the final game will be Monday, but you could have a double game 
on on Monday, or maybe this game gets moved into one o'clock spot on Sunday. Who knows? Who knows? So just stay in tune with with that because nobody knows. Right. Exactly. As far as injuries are concerned, uh, Kenny Galladay once again is not on IR for some weird reason. He just did, he, they keep saying he's not practicing. I'm like, no shit, he's not practicing. He has a hip injury. He he just I don't think he plays for the rest of the season. Being honest, no, no, he's he's done. Um, and uh, Matt Stafford also that's worth monitoring. He was listed as a limited participant in Tuesday's practice. So I think it's one of those deals where Matt Stafford's going to play, but it's like, are you starting him in this situation? You know that he's banged up and it's just probably not going to be a great, great idea. I am avoiding Matt Stafford like the plague. I just don't, I wouldn't be comfortable with it. No, I agree with you. Neither am I. And for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one thing that's worth monitoring is Ronald Jones, his status heading into this game. He was placed on the COVID list. And there hasn't been... So Bruce Arians said on Tuesday that he views that Jones is doubtful to return from the reserve COVID list in advance of the uh, Week 16 game. Because also he had finger surgery, Ronald Jones did. So that's two barriers. Right. To, that he has to overcome. So I doubt it. As do I. As far so that means more Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette looked really good against Atlanta. He had two touchdowns. As Gene Deckerhoff said, it's been a while since Leonard Fournette has scored a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, and he's going up against the Detroit Lions who allow the most points to running backs. Yeah. So this is this is a boon of a boon play gets. All right, as far as your starter meter is concerned, are you starting Tom Brady? You can. I like him. I like him. I was borderline okay. borderline top 12 play. And then... Something about this Tampa yeah. Bay offense I just don't trust, but the matchup speaks for itself. The Lions well, allow the third most points to quarterbacks. Honestly, I think that Bruce Arians probably doesn't trust this offense. Mm, no, no. Highly doubtful. Um, yeah, he's just because the team is so schizophrenic. It's so. That's a way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Well, you're right. Well, you're yeah. right. They 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 it, they are very 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 hot and cold. Yes. Flip floppy. Yeah. Wishy washy. Whatever. I'm out of Alter- I'm out words. alternative personality. Yes. I have to I have to crack open my thesaurus, but it, we, clearly we don't have time. Uh, what what about Leonard Fournette? Eight, eight. He's top twenty four play. The only thing that kept me from putting him in the top twelve was that he's Leonard Fournette. That's fair, but but now I mean he's great proven. Play. That's the we've been talking about this the entire year, where it's if one if one uh, of them goes down, either Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones, then the other one. Is is a much better play in fantasy because they don't have to worry about um, sharing carries. Because like, do you really think somebody like Lashawn McCoy or Keyshawn Vaughn or Kenyon Barner is really going to take enough carries from whoever the lead back is? No, to make a difference. Exactly. No, nope. 
so together they're terrible, but separately they're they're each of them are very good running backs. Well, I mean, if if you're looking at Fournette's usage from last week, and if you're telling me that you can guarantee me again that Leonard Fournette is going to get the same, if not more, than the 17 touches that he had a week ago against Atlanta, then I think I can say that Leonard Fournette is closer to being a top 12 play. But you just never know. You never know with him. That that's just the it's it's the unknown that you you take when you ride with Leonard Fournette. But he's an eight. He's an RB two. Great play. I mean, you're you're definitely right. It's one of those things. Also, I think we said this last week, and it ended up being not the opposite. But I think this week it's more more apparent that the Bucks are going to be up. In the, in the second half in this game, yeah. and they're going to be running the ball a lot. Yeah, so game script definitely helps them. Yeah. And for the wide receivers, Antonio Brown caught his, four, got his first touchdown Amen. Uh, of the season last Amen. year. I mean, uh, last week. So you have him, you have Mike Evans, and you have Chris Godwin. I like them all. I like Evans the most, then it's Godwin, then it's A.B., uh, Evans is the most obvious of the plays. I think, you know, if you have him, he's an automatic start for you. It's more of a curious choice if you have Chris Godwin or Antonio Brown. Risky-er with Godwin and Brown, but the matchup says, you know, you play them. Godwin, I would say, is a low-end wide receiver too. Antonio Brown's probably a high-end flex. And then Gronk at tight end. Nope. All right. Nope. I would not trust him. And not after last tr- week. Yeah, no, you're right, though. You're absolutely right. Uh, and for the Detroit Lions, I mean, you kind of played our hand early. You're not trusting Matt. You're not doing anything with Matt Stafford. You're really not doing anything with these Lions, except for maybe DeAndre Swift. TJ Hawkinson as well. Yep, TJ Hawkinson too. And I actually I actually think Marvin Jones is, is a high-end flex as well, given the game script would be very good for him. And Marvin Jones has quietly been excellent over the course of the last month. You know, he actually has the same amount of receiving yards save for four touchdowns as Mike Evans. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike Evans, everyone talks about, you know, that he's a must play every single week. Why isn't Marvin Jones? Especially given the run that Marvin Jones has been on Marvin Jones. Again, he's, he's been excellent. I'm going to go with name value. <laughs> I'm going to say that Mar- Mike Evans name and pedigree. Fair. Puts him in, a, puts him on a higher uh, pedestal than Marvin Jones. Unfairly. <laughs> Or otherwise. That's a fair and valid point. Yes. All right, cool. So uh, let's talk about this neutral site venue, this neutral site game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, the 49ers are are staying in uh, in Arizona for the rest of the season. Their, their games are going to be at State Farm Stadium. And so it works out in that regard. But I mean, the 49ers have just looked, they looked all right against Dallas, but they just, it they got just in their own really, way. Yeah. It just it doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence. Agreed. And I mean, you have Nick Mullins, who's not even going to be playing in this game, also. And Raheem Moster is probably not going to be playing in this game either because he has that high ankle sprain that he keeps re-aggravating. This game is going to be not fun. Unless you're a Cardinals fan. Well, if you're a George Kittle owner, it could be fun. 
I mean, maybe. Kyle, Kyle, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan said that he has a real chance to play. Yeah. He has a real chance to play. So if, if George Kittle goes, you're starting him. And what a time for George Kittle to come back if you have him and you've been stashing him on your bench and you've been waiting for George Kittle to come back in time for a fantasy championship. What a time to be alive. Yes. Well, I think here's the other thing about that is that so Kyle Shanahan said that Kittle has a chance to play. He's like, that's that he's got a chance this week. This is the quote that he said. He's got a chance this week. That was the point to get him back in practice this week. I'm looking to see how he is this week. And if he's good, I plan on playing him. Wow. Here's the thing about Nick Mullins, though, that so he's not playing in this game. Kyle Shanahan said on Tuesday that he might he, he might need Tommy John surgery. Yeah. That's gonna That's CJ crazy. Yep. CJ Beathard's gonna be the guy. And I mean Jimmy Garoppolo may have one more year to show that he can maybe be something with San Francisco. Yeah, well, unless they bring in somebody new. Unless they trade for Matt Ryan. Or Sam. Or Sam. Correct. Yeah. Sam. Sam will get murdered. Probably. Yeah. But I think I mean you you never know what happens there. But yeah, I mean Tommy John surgery for a quarterback that's just like unheard of. It's very rare. It's very, very, very rare. I mean that reminded me of like when when Travis Darno got Tommy John surgery and he plays catcher. Right. Yeah. But it is also baseball. You know, it's a, that's right. Tommy John surgery. It's where it's originated in case anybody needed that little reminder. You know, with football, it's very, very, very rare. Like you said, that, you know, any professional player, let alone a quarterback, needs Tommy John surgery. Yeah. So, and then for the Cardinals, Chase Edmonds is questionable heading into this game. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is questionable heading into this game. Chase, I already said Chase Evans. Max Williams is considered day-to-day, the tight end. He's questionable heading into this game. So as far as the Cardinals are concerned, I mean, if Chase Evans doesn't play, then it's going to mean a lot for Kenny and Drake, who has really done well as of late. Latest stinker last week. Yeah. But that was the return. It was the return of Kyler Murray. Yeah. Where was that two weeks ago when I needed him? Dickhead. Yeah. Anyway, so are you starting? I mean, listen, CJ Beathard, are you even bothering? Are you even? No. Absolutely not. No. Are you starting anybody on these 49ers? Uh, Brandon Ayuk, yes. George Kittle, if he plays, yes. Other than that, no. No, uh, Jared McKinnon. No, I don't trust these running backs as far as I can throw them. Oh, well, you probably, I mean, that's not not a lot because I I, I see. I knew the second I said that, I said, shit. Now, Adam's gonna come up with some lame ass joke to come back at me for that. See, you, Adam, you lived up to the mantle. Congratulations. See, this is the difference between you and I. When I say something, I always have it in the back of my mind, like, Bird's gonna do that whole thing where he goes close to the mic. And makes fun of all of my accomplishments. I don't know what you're talking about. Of course not. 
but when Bert, but you know, when, when you make a joke, you're in the back of your mind, you know, that I'm just going to take it literally and, and try and pull it, pick it apart for the sake of humor. Sure. <laughs> okay. See, sure. see when I, when I laugh, I'm not laughing at your joke because I hate you. I'm laughing at something that I'm thinking about. I'm laughing at myself because I'm the only person that can make myself laugh. All right, then. Fine by me. Oh, I'm a bastard. You bastard. You bastard. For the Cardinals, what's your what's your situation with the Cardinals? Uh, you're playing Kyler Murray. You can play Kenyon Drake. He's a top 24 play. I don't love it. DeAndre Hopkins, you are absolutely 1,000 million percent playing. Uh, Christian Kirk in deeper leagues, you could be an okay flex. Larry Fitzgerald, much of the same there. And you're not starting a Cardinals tight end. All right. Works for me. The last game of the Saturday window is the Miami Dolphins going to Las Vegas to play against the Las Vegas Raiders. Good thing that this game was a late kickoff, you know, for all of our friends in Hawaii. Please, God, Derek Carr, don't play. Please, God. Anyway, yeah, I know, right? Can you imagine? Oh, that'd be such a letdown. The Hawaii Bowl. The Hawaii Bowl. And so for the... I guess you want to start with the Vic I mean the um, Dolphins first as far as injuries are concerned. Surely. It's a, both of these are very interesting. So Mike Kosicki, he was limited in Tuesday's practice. Um Jakeem Grant was limited in Tuesday's practice. Devontae Parker was also limited in Tuesday's practice. So frankly, I'm surprised that um Mike Kosicki is still playing. <laughs> is well, still on on track to play with the shoulder issue. Well, the thing with the shoulder issue that was talked about by Dr. Chow was this is an injury that can be three to four months, but it also can be a week. It just depends on what it is and you know what the result of it was. So if it is on the minor end and Mike Kosicki missed last week, and he checks out. He could play in this game. He could a million percent play in this game. Yeah. And as far as the running backs, where it really is something to monitor. So Miles Gaskin obviously was not activated from the COVID list mm-hmm. on Sunday. And there hasn't really been any update as far as that is concerned. No, so, but you would you would expect there to be an update thereabouts. Um, either today or tomorrow in regards to Miles Gaskin, whether or not he's going to be activated. Yeah. Still, still, still a doubt. Still a doubt. But still, you know, if you listen to the waiver show, still Stash, Salvin Ahmed, and Lynn Bowden. Yep. And if and if if Miles Gaskin is out, Salvin Ahmed is a, a must play. What's going on with Matt Breida, actually? Matt Breida is healthy. Matt Breida was actually very, very effective uh, against the uh, the Patriots. He averaged 7.2 yards per carry. 
against the Patriots. So it was really just a revolving door between him and Ahmed. But uh, Salvin was the guy that got the majority of the goal line work. But you know, middle of the field, they did rely on Breda a little bit, and he proved to be very effective. Yeah, but uh, Ahmed did get the majority of the rushes, or he got the well, he got the majority of the rushes, and he also got the majority of the yardage. Well, right out of out of the thirty-five carries that were in this game, you know, designated for the running back, Salvin Ahmed got twenty-three, and Matt Breda got twelve. Right, but yes, Matt Breda did do a lot more with it. Yeah. So on a yards per carry basis, yes. Yes. But Salvin Ahmed also had a hundred-yard game, so. And it was right. it wasn't shabby either. I mean, Salvin Ahmed was just in and around four four and a half yards per carry. Right, exactly. I think it was actually. I just looked at. it. I think it was around five five ish. Well, if he was twenty three for what was it? Fifteen one twenty two. Okay, so yeah, yeah it's it's over five. It's five point three. Yes. Look at me, mathematician. There you go. Uh, yeah, so for the Raiders, Henry Ruggs is not going to play, most likely. No. And so he's out for this game. Uh, Derek Carr, with the groin issue, practiced on a limited basis on Tuesday. And that's really what you need to know here. Please, God, don't play Derek Carr. Please, God. And also, uh, Hunter Renfro was a limited participant in Tuesday's practice with the concussion issue. Hunter. Hunter Renfro. What a guy. So as far as starting meter is concerned, are you starting Tua in this game? Depends on if you have Kasiki or Parker. If you do, then Tua would be a low-end starting option. If you don't, I would avoid him. Okay. And then the running backs. Salvin Ahmed, Lynn Bowden, Matt Breida. And Miles Gaskin, if Miles Gaskin Miles plays. Gaskin. Right. Well, uh, I, I think it's pretty simple. If Gaskin plays, you play Gaskin. If Gaskin doesn't play, you play Ahmed. Yeah. I think both I think both are fine. Yeah. The just play the Jets place Quinn and Williams on IR with a neck issue. Not a that surprise. Well, I thought it was concussion. That's what Adam that's what Adam Gay said. Well, the Jets season is over, so they don't really need Quinn Williams to uh, to come back. They're better. They're, they're better off. They're better off playing lesser defensive linemen, so there's a better chance that they lose. I guess. Sure. What about the wide receivers? Uh, Devontae Parker is the only one. If Devontae Parker doesn't play, Lynn Bowden could be an interesting-ish flyer. Well, he has dual eligibility. Right. So he can play at running back or receiver. Right. So he's he is a flex, <laughs> basically, as much of a flex as anybody. True. And for the Raiders, I mean, this is the real question in this game, obviously, is like if you start like whether or not it's Mariota or Derek Carr, which one of you how how does that change how you feel about the Raiders offense? Um, very, very easy. The Raiders. You are only starting Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller with supreme confidence. That's it. Works for me. Supreme, supreme confidence. And there's one more thing that I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it's a DeAndre Washington revenge game. Oh, yeah. That's right. My, how the mighty have fallen. The DeAndre Washington revenge game. Oh, wonderful. Yep. Love this revengeance. Love it. Revengeance is a dish best served cold. It's pretty fucking warm in Las Vegas. (laughs) In Allegiant Stadium on Sunday, Saturday, it's going to be cold. All right, then. In In the desert. In the desert. In the climate controlled stadium of Allegiant Stadium. It's going to be cold. Speaking of places where it's going to be cold. Places that are actually going to be cold. As we move on to Sunday, we are headed to MetLife Stadium. Down down the turnpike to New Jersey. And it is the Cleveland Browns going up against the New York Jets. And. Oh, boy. Um. I'll make this simple for you, Adam. Go for it. You are not starting a single New York Jet. That's fair. Not a single one. I don't even think you need to read out the injury report because it doesn't even matter. You are not starting a New York Jet. Maybe in a deep, 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 deep league. Jamison Crowder. Maybe. Other than that, no, 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 no. Well, you're right. I mean, it's one of those deals where, like, you have somebody like Ty Johnson, who you don't even know what his usage is going to be. He does he does really well, but you just don't know, right? What his usage usage is going to be on a day, on a week to week basis. He had a really I, good game know. in like against Las Vegas because Adam Gaze is a fucking idiot who. Okay doesn't know what a good running back looks like unless it's Frank Gore. True. Very true. Who I, I swear Adam Gaze is running, is using Frank Gore out of spite at this point. Probably. And I mean, for Cleveland, of course you're starting your, your Cleveland Browns, your relevant Cleveland Browns in this game. Baker Mayfield's a great, great, great play. I have his top 15 option for the week. If you're starting, if you have Chubb or Hunt, you're starting them. I actually like Rashard Higgins a little bit this week as a middle-of-the-road flex option, given he had a pretty nice day against the Giants, four catches in that in that matchup in the neighborhood of 70 yards. So he could be a middle-of-the-road flex option. And Austin Hooper, I, I love him. I love him this week if you need a, uh, a tight end flyer, given the Jets are diabolically bad against tight ends, given Tyler Higby scored on them last week. Uh, Austin Hooper, I think, could be in line for a game that he scores again. Yeah. I mean, Jarvis Landry actually has had, has done really well these past couple of weeks. I mean, it, it seems like, you know, since Eldo Beckham went down. Yeah, I forgot about Jarvis Landry. I apologize. Yes, of course, you, you are starting Jarvis Landry in this matchup. Yeah. High-end flex. I don't have him in the top 24 play, but solid enough start. Yeah, because – he had, I mean, he really has popped up on a lot of people's radars. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, next game. Wow, is, that was easy. Yeah, it usually is. When you have one team that's just, you just terrible. don't even bother with. Yes. Terrible. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Um, 
So actually, here's something interesting. Uh, Rich Tamini reported that like Adam Gaze hasn't had any discussions with ownership about his future. He was asked if he has a gut feeling about anything. He's like, nothing I'm really worried about. So I guess my uh, my future favorite team is making the trip to Baltimore on Sunday to play the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> they could be. Um, and they could be doing so without Daniel Jones. Yeah, it's looking like it's going to be another uh, Colt McCoy day. Yeah. Which, I mean, sucks. Yes, it definitely does. Adam, I'll make this one very simple as well. Mm-hmm. You are not starting a New York Giant if Colt McCoy is a starter. Yep. That makes sense. Baltimore, though, different story. Yeah, I mean, you're starting a lot of your relevant Baltimore Ravens in this game. Yep, you're starting Lamar Jackson. You are starting J.K. Dobbins. I love J.K. Dobbins this week. Uh, I think you could even start Hollywood Brown, and and I got to give credit where credit is due. Hollywood has been okay the last couple of weeks, and, you know, I haven't been the biggest fan of Hollywood. I don't think, you know, he's like that one receiver that's really going to be, you know, a wow factor um, in the NFL or anything like that, but you you look at his numbers since week 12, four for 85 and a touchdown, five for 39 and a touchdown, two for 50 and a touchdown, six for 98 against Jacksonville. Going up against the Giants, who are a bit stingier against wide receivers, but I think at the end of the day, Hollywood Brown could be a, a, a potential boon play. Here's one one thing that's interesting about the Giants is that you need to check what's going on with James Bradbury. True, he did not play in the Cleveland game. Right, and the Giants' defense, while it looked okay at times, it definitely did not look like the same Giants' defense that we've seen for the better part of the year. Yeah, without James Bradbury. So if James if James Bradbury doesn't play, the Marquise Brown is definitely upgraded. Yeah, for sure. In my mind, for sure. I would have I, I have him right now as a top thirty play. And I mean, with the la- with like barely any linebacking depth that the Giants have, also, I mean, I think Mark Andrews is a really good play this week as well. Yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews is a great play any week, considering that. You know, Lamar Jackson, when they get in close, is looking one way and he's looking for number 89 in purple. So, yeah, Mark Andrews is a, is a great start. You're playing him this week. I do expect him to score. Yep. All right. Uh, next game. This game could be either a dumpster fire or it could be an, an offensive showcase. But Dumpster I'm fire. Probably going with the former because the Steelers have looked looked absolutely terrible. So, yeah, so this game, the Colts and the Steelers, another big test for Pittsburgh. Um, and, I mean, I, I just don't think that they pass. I just don't. They're, they, this team is reeling, and this team might not even have James Conner again. It might not have Eric Ebron again. It's not going to be good. Yeah, you don't. Me personally, I would not want to go and invest in the Steelers or trust them with anything. Um, whether it is Big Ben, I don't have I don't have Big Ben inside my top fifteen this week. Whether it is James Conner or Benny Snell, I don't have them inside my top twenty four. Uh, Chase Claypool, I don't have inside my top twenty four for the first time, and I think a long time. I don't have Chase Claypool in my top twenty four. Same with Deontay Johnson, and same with Mister TikTok. 
And Ebron, you know, I don't, I don't have him right because there's the expectation that Eric Ebron is not going to, uh, to play. And I understand we did this in complete reverse order. So if we go now to the the Colts, Philip Rivers, look, you know what you're getting with Philip Rivers, Adam. You know what you're getting. He's going to be a 15, 16 point guy. He's going to get you to the floor, if not anything else. And he's going to be very, very consistent at doing that. So if you want 15, 16 points from your quarterback position, no slouch, go for Philip Rivers. Start Philip Rivers if you want to. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, this is a tough matchup for him. This is a very, very tough matchup. And I think we're really going to see what the Steelers have in store for Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor has been excellent over the course of the last month. But we've seen the Steelers' defense completely shut down running backs, completely shut them down. So if Jonathan Taylor has a stinker, I wouldn't be surprised. So if you want to avoid Jonathan Taylor, I would do it. But if you have to play him, I wouldn't feel too upset about it, given this is the championship. You play your studs. You don't get cute. I get it. But this is a matchup that, for me, screams, 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 stay away from Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers defense, the rush defense anyway, has shown a couple of vulnerabilities as of late. I mean, they gave up 83 yards and a touchdown to Gio Bernard, and they gave up 47 yards and a touchdown to Ryan Finley as well on Monday. Yeah, but those aren't – that. I mean, look, you're basically asking Jonathan Taylor to score. And if you think Jonathan Taylor scores, you play him. You play him. Yeah. Well, I think also, I mean, could this be more of a Naeem Hines kind of game? It could be the Steelers, if the Steelers' offense shows up. Yeah. If the Steelers' offense shows up, it could be. I mean, that, and that's the other question, is that you always have that, that looming feeling of, is Naeem Hines going to take, Put it this take way. the uh, usage away for Jonathan Taylor? If you're asking me whether or not I would play, I would play Naeem Hines. The answer is no. That's fair. The only receiver I would be playing and tight end for this instance is T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton, yeah. I actually do have as a top 30 play, and he's very close to being a top 24 play. I've gone back and forth on it. He's back. He's back, Eugene. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of it, really. For this game, yeah. So we we can we can move on to uh, speaking of those Cincinnati Bengals, they, they're heading to Houston to play the Texans. I mean, probably not going to have any more Joe Mixon again. Tyler Boyd is questionable heading into this game. For Houston, it's worth monitoring what goes on with the running back situation. Obviously, David Johnson is going to be there, but you're also thinking about. His two backups are both questionable heading into this game, CJ Procise and Duke Johnson. And David Johnson had a 100-yard receiving day Yeah, against the Colts. So, so basically you're just hoping that they don't play. Yeah, and this is, this, is, this is a really, really nice matchup for David Johnson. It really is. Yeah, no, it definitely is. But we're starting with the Bengals. And, I mean, Ryan Finley, what are you going to do? You're not starting Ryan, Ryan Finley, Finley or Brandon Allen, whomever it's going to be. Um. I would like Brandon Allen more in terms of the upside of the other Bengals plays that would be in store. And the only other one that I would consider is T Higgins. If there is no Tyler Boyd, T Higgins would be elevated. And I would have T Higgins as a top 30 play. Yeah. All right. And I know, um, and I know, and I know some people that would have T Higgins as a top 24 play. I wouldn't go that much. If Brandon Allen starts, 
if Brandon Allen starts, they would have T. Higgins as a top 24 play without Tyler Boyd. I mean, he's looked – well, yeah. I mean, he's looked – Brandon Allen has looked pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, he's never looked know. really good. But, I mean, he's looked good, but Ryan Finley led the team to a win. So it's a it's a tough decision for Zach Taylor. Yeah, it's a very, very tough call. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, for Houston, like you're starting Deshaun Watson in this yep, game. you're starting David Johnson. Yeah, and you're starting – you're probably starting Brandon Cooks. Yep. I mean, you're looking, you're definitely looking at Kiki QT. Yep. And looking at Chad Hansen in deeper leagues. I think you could even start Chad Hansen. I I think so. I mean, the only play, the only position that you're not even paying attention to as far as the Texans are concerned is tight end. Right. As is, as is the case. Right. Almost constantly. Yeah. No, I would not. I would not even look at a tight end from, from Houston. No way. No, thank you. Who would even be the greatest tight end for whoever played for the Texans? I, I couldn't even tell you. The greatest tight end to have ever played for the Texans. Huh. That's a very good question. Exactly. Here, I think you 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 segue into talking about the uh, the Allen Robinson revenge game, and I will uh, I'll do some research on this, and I'll give you an answer. All right. So we have the next game on the schedule. Go Jaguars. The Allen Robinson revenge game going to Jacksonville. And it is the Chicago Bears going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a very interesting game. Adam, you want to feel stupid? Sure. You know who it is. Completely, completely went over my head. Ooh, you, wait, you, you know who the greatest tight end for the Texans is. I, I, I did. Is it Owen Daniels? It is Owen Daniels. There you go. I, I forgot that Owen Daniels played for the Texans. Me too. Anyway, so yeah. So we have this, uh, this Allen Robinson revenge game. Um, revenge. And you have revenge a situation. is a dish best served. Hot. Like Jacksonville. Well, I was going to say shitty, just like December. Jacksonville. At Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. When the Bears come to town. And maybe lose the Jacksonville Jaguars and get the Jets a second chance at Trevor Lawrence. Woo. I, I would be ecstatic. Come back. You like the Finding Nemo reference? I only heard half of it, unfortunately. Oh, so you you were a big fan of the uh, the moving back just to just to get the the fade, the ambiance of the fade. Well, they, yeah, but I, I, it cut out over Zoom, is what I'm saying. Oh, well, thank you, Dennis Quinn. Yeah, thank you, Dennis Quinn, indeed. Great guy. Yep. Okay. Um, one big thing of note is that James Robinson was rested today in practice Mm -hmm. and he wants to play, but the Jaguars are tanking. So they're just like, I don't know if we want you to play. Yeah. If there's no James Robinson, you are not going ahead and playing a Jacksonville Jaguar. Yeah. And on it. I mean, it's yeah. 
there's nothing really else I can say about that. But for the Chicago Bears, you're starting just about everyone of note. Yep. Trubisky, like you're starting. Trubisky, yeah, you're G- starting. Montgomery, you're starting. Allen Robinson, you're starting. Cole Komet, I think you can start as like a low-end, low, low, low-end starting option if you want to. Um, I wouldn't trust it, but if you have bigger a bigger set than I do, then you can go ahead and you can start Cole Komet, no problem. In a championship game, I would be shocked. And we're talking like 12, 14-team leagues is where I would be starting Cole Komet. In a 10-team league, I think you can find a better tight end on your waiver wire. If you don't... At this point, you should have made if you would have made it this far. I think this is what you said with the when we were talking about the Friday game. You probably weren't streaming tight ends to get you here. Stream yeah. tight ends didn't get you here. No, odds are. So, um, yeah. Uh, next game, it's my favorite part of the preview show because it's so easy. Oh, me five. And this is the last game of the one o'clock hour. And it's the Atlanta Falcons going to Kansas City to Arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And the big the big thing of note is that Julio Jones is probably not going to be playing in this game. Yep. Most likely. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is doubtful. And that injury as Dr. Chow reported, is probably going to take him out for the rest of the regular season. He'll be mm-hmm. back in time for the divisional round when the Chiefs will be playing their first game right. of the playoffs. So that's worth monitoring. And yeah. Adam, I can make this very easy. I always love it when you say that. Matt Ryan, you are playing. Todd Gurley, you are not playing. Calvin Ridley, you are playing. Russell Gage, if you need a... If you're in a three-receiver league and you need a filler in a 10, 12, or even four or 14-man league, Russell Gage is available. He's a fine start. Uh, Hayden Hurst is a low-end starting option. I wouldn't go down that route if you had to. Mahomes, you're starting. Le'Veon Bell is he's a top 24 play. I don't love it given we saw what the Chiefs were with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and who says that with Le'Veon Bell they're going to be any different. So... I say exercise caution when deciding whether or not you want to play Le'Veon Bell, but the matchup screams that you should be playing Le'Veon Bell. I just don't know if he'll get the usage maybe that's required to make him a good play for this week. But Tyreek Hill, you're playing. Miko Hardman, I actually like a lot this week as a deep league flyer. And Travis Kelsey, you're 1,000% starting. Yeah. Well, you did say it was gonna, you were going to make it easy for me, and you definitely I, did. Adam, I never disappoint. Nope, you really don't. Moving on to 4 o'clock, and it is the Denver Broncos going to SoFi Stadium to play the Los Angeles Chargers. And as far as this game is concerned, you're really not... Listen, Melvin Gordon scored two touchdowns against the Bills. Fine, whatever. But really, are you really going to start Melvin Gordon? I have him as a top 24 play. You can. But you basically need him to score for him to return any sort of value. And frankly, with this offense, I can't you can't guarantee this offense will score a touchdown. No, the only Bronco that interests me in the slightest is Noah Fant. But yeah. because it is Noah Fant. Right, exactly. And the tight end market's so shallow that Noah right. Fant if, is if you have him, odds are you're playing him. 
Right, exactly. You don't need us to tell you that. Right. And for the Chargers, I mean, it's great. Open season. Justin Herbert, you're playing. Austin Eckler, you're playing. Keenan Allen, I believe you are playing. I would I would say monitor his status this week in terms of what his injury status looks like. Obviously, was not a great play last week and probably kills you in uh in fantasy playoffs but you know if, if you're able to get him back on a full bill of health this week against denver who he played earlier in the year and had nine for 67 and a touchdown against on 12 targets uh you're playing keenan allen um i actually do kind of and, and this is like a, a big sort of stretch but i do kind of like tyron johnson if there anything if there's anything that is kind of iffy surrounding Keenan Allen, um, Mike Williams, I don't really love as much. Um, you know, only had two targets last week. He, he's, he's like a situational flex play, but this is not the situation. I even want to go down that route. Um, and then Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, you're, you're going to go ahead and play just because I think, you know, if, if all else fails, you know, Hunter Henry will probably be a safe bet for at least four or five receptions. So if you're looking for that from a tight end to get you 10, 11 points, call it a day. Maybe he gets you a touchdown to make it even better. Then Hunter Henry's a fine play. Well, here's something interesting. At time of recording, I do not see Keenan Allen's name on the injury report. Well, right, because, it, because it's Wednesday and this game yes. is Sunday. So they, yeah. haven't re- they haven't released a full injury report as of yet. Right, exactly. So a lot yeah. could change. A lot, a lot, could, a change. lot could change. But Keenan Allen did have the mini buy. Yes. To work with. Yep, he did. Uh, one other game that has a lot of injury questions in a lot of injury questions um, is the Carolina Panthers, and they're going to FedEx Field to play the Washington football team in the Ron Rivera revenge game. And the Taylor Heineke revenge game. Potentially. And that's that's what we're talking about. It's you're looking at you're you you gotta monitor the statuses of Alex Smith, Antonio Gibson, and Christian McCaffrey. That's what you're dealing with here. So based on what I heard, I can give you the update from what I heard this morning. This is Wednesday. So by the time you hear this, it's going to be Thursday, later in the day, Thursday. What I know about the three, one, Alex Smith. Alex Smith is going to potentially try and give it a go this week in practice. Two, Antonio Gibson. He was doing some light work last week. Uh, they're going to try and ramp him up this week to see you know where he's at with the hope of potentially winning this game and maybe winning the division so that way next week they can sit him have no worries and they will have him ready to go for a playoff game in two weeks time christian mccaffrey this is the big one because everyone is on this bandwagon of you know what the fuck is going on with mccaffrey christian mccaffrey wants to come back he wants to play at some point this season the thing is the panthers are out of it they are not making the playoffs so if there's even an inkling of a suspect that maybe, maybe you're talking about McCaffrey potentially re-aggravating an injury and being out for a longer period of time. 
where you start putting in all-season workouts and in jeopardy and things like that, then Matt Rule and the Panthers are not going to play Christian McCaffrey. So what I would recommend is keep McCaffrey on standby. Make sure you have a backup plan for him. Same thing goes for Antonio Gibson. I.e. Mike Davis and J.D. McKissick and Peyton Barber, respectively. Or if, you know, Darrell Henderson is available on your waiver wire, or if Le'Veon Bell didn't go, didn't get picked up, or anybody like that. Right. You know, guys that have a clear pathway to being fantasy relevant for this week. Yes, exactly. Or anybody on your bench. You know, it depends what your bench situation looks like as well. Yep. So for the Carolina Panthers, are you starting Teddy Bridgewater? No. Didn't think so. Nope. Are you starting Mike Davis? No. No, DJ Mike Davis' Moore. time in the sun is done. Yes. DJ Moore? Uh, yes. He's fine. Top Robbie 24 Anderson. play. Robbie Same Anderson. Thing. Top 24 play. Curtis Samuel. Uh, middle of the road flex. That's, very, that's a very good way to describe Curtis Samuel is middle of the road. Yeah. Boomer bust. And Ian Thomas at tight end. No. The Battle of the Thomas tight ends. True. True. Two names that I keep getting mixed up. Ian versus Logan. Logan versus Ian. Alex Smith, if he plays. No. Wouldn't start him. What about any running backs? J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick, if there's no Antonio Gibson, is a must play. I would have him as a top 20 play for the week. And then at wide receiver, you mentioned previously how highly you rate Terry McLaurin. I love Terry McLaurin this week. I love him. I love him. I love him this week. My He's a top 10 receiver. I have him ranked at number eight. Please, please play Terry McLaurin this week. Thank you. Yes. And honestly, if Alex Smith plays, I really, really do like Logan Thomas. At I like Logan Thomas, even if, even if it's Dwayne Haskins for some ungodly reason, if he does manage to play after getting the, uh, the COVID violation for – go into this strip club without a mask on. So, you know, if it is Dwayne Haskins, if it is Alex Smith, if it is Taylor Heineke, I won't love him as much, but Smith or Haskins, I would, I love Logan Thomas this week. Why do they even let you in without a mask? The strip club. It's a world of its own. I guess. I'm not going to try and apply logic to a strip club. Have you ever been to one of those facilities, Adam? It is a whole different universe. Thankfully, I've never, I've never been to one. That's where you learn some culture. You learn some culture at a strip club. It's a different kind of culture. Oh, yes, it is. It's not the kind of culture you would learn by going to the opera. It's a different kind of culture. No, no, you could put, you could say that mildly. Yes. You're not going to learn about certain things that you would learn going to the opera. Yeah. Well, it's like going to a very hands-on biology class. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a very hands-on biology class wow I, I i haven't heard that one although you have to pay extra for that jesus <laughs> this is a family show whatever so all the families out there i sincerely apologize don't go to strip clubs maybe now they need to take a field trip to a strip club no no, no. Great place of commerce. <laughs> Money could be used to buy goods and services. 
Yes. Anyway. Uh, oh, I can't. I cannot wait. I cannot wait until it is time for us to just go on and ramble. I mean, this is a preview of what of what of what that uh, what that holds. Of what is to come. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles are going to Dallas for our next game, and it is once again going to be Jalen Hurts starting. As Carson Wentz continues to wind his way out of Philadelphia. That's a way to put it. Yeah. And so Deshaun Jackson is on injured reserve still. Uh, Jalen Rieger is questionable. Michael Gallup is questionable. Worth monitoring what goes on with Zeke. So Mike Mike McCarthy said that uh, this literally was just sent to me by one of my sources. So um, Mm -hmm. big ups to him. Um, He actually was at the Dallas presser this morning. And Mike McCarthy said, well, at the Dallas presser being on Zoom. And Mike McCarthy said that Ezekiel Elliott would be limited in practice today, Wednesday. All right. So So Zeke will get something in today. He could be on track to play. Yeah. Now the question is, would you have the, uh, the, the courage to start him? I tell you what, if Zeke doesn't play and you just start Tony Pollard, no problem. Yeah. I mean, Tony Pollard looked really, really good against the 49ers. He looked excellent. He really yeah. did. And as far as the playoff meter is concerned, we said on the waiver show on Tuesday that Jalen Hurts is a top play for you this week. Yeah. Yep. QB1. He has entered that QB1 discussion. Uh, you're starting him. What about Miles Sanders? Uh, seven, seven. He's an RB two. Any of the receivers? No. Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. I like Goddard more than Ertz. If you had to pick one. I agree with you. I definitely do. And then for the Dallas Cowboys, Andy Dalton. Uh, Adam, am I going to the moon tomorrow? There's your answer. All right. Ezekiel Elliott, if he plays, here's the question. That's the big question. He'll be a top 24 play. So like a six. I still think that as far as at this point, Dallas isn't like out of it, out of it. No. But I don't, I just don't think it's, it's, it would be a good idea to play Ezekiel Elliott in this situation. Well, I could say this. If Zeke plays, I will not have him ranked as highly as I would if Tony Pollard was in by himself. How about that? Yes. Pollard, I would have as a top 20, if not top 15 play. By himself. By himself, whereas Zeke, I would have as a top 24 play because it's, it's very clear that he's not healthy. Yeah, it's very clear that he is dealing with some sort of injury. So for, for, for me, that's just a situation that I want no part of with uh, with Zeke. And that is one that I think you is, is very fair to say you can definitely just sit Zeke and not have to worry about it. Right. And then as far as the wide receivers are concerned, you're starting Amari Cooper. In this game, of course, 
pending there's Word. no Darius Slay. If there's no yeah. Darius Slay, then yes, I would start Amari Cooper and I would expect a bounce back week from him. Well, Amari Cooper always has good games against the Eagles. Right, but that was before Darius Slay was there. That is also true. What about CeeDee Lamb and um, Michael Gallup if he plays? I mean, CeeDee like, Lamb has also looked good. I like Lamb more than I like Gallup. It's crazy. It's such a 2020 thing because I don't remember ever seeing onside kick return for a touchdown, and there have been two this season. True. In the year of our Lord, 2020. Yep. How fucking terrible do you have to be to have an onside kick return for a touchdown? Well, when it's a god that's, re- that's returning it the other way, um, it's very easy to do. Why did you speak so highly about AJ a. Brown? <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you just say about the number two receiver for the Tennessee Titans? I said, I'm surprised you spoke so highly about AJ Brown. AJ Brown is, he's a very, very good receiver, but he's number two on his team. How dare you speak such, such ills of Arthur Juan Brown? Adam, you should listen very closely. You should listen very, very closely. Uh, for what it's worth, Dalton Schultz is a good play. For what it's worth. Okay. How dare you? How dare you not give credit to the best receiver in the National Football League, Corey Davis? Did you not see that touchdown that he had where he just spun the corner? Went, woo! Oh, that was, that was, oh, that was sexual. Oh, my goodness. Made me oh. feel some sort of way. Oh, okay. My guy, Corey Davis. My guy. He's a king. Corey Davis is a king. Okay. King do king shit. <laughs> My receiver. Are we ready to move on? Corey Davis. To the next game. We're talking about him in two games. In two games. How exciting. Let's it get is the next one over with. We talk about Corey Davis. It's the Los Angeles Rams going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Oh, but we're talking about DK. Another one. DK. Another one of your favorite your favorites. Love him. He's a great guy. Great man. Great family man. Um so Cam Akers is probably not gonna be playing. Most likely not gonna be playing. I think he's already been ruled out. Correct. Um, and then for the Seahawks, nothing really to uh, worry about. So, I mean, you're not starting Jared Goff. He's he's overrated and terrible. Uh, yes. I've been saying yes that to, for how long? Yes to all of those things. I've been saying Jared Goff is overrated and terrible for how long? I mean, this is going to be a, a motivated Seattle Seahawks team because, as you know, they they got cru- they got kind of embarrassed the last time that these two teams played. Well, how about how about uh, the Rams? They're gonna be motivated too. They just lost to the freaking Jets. Yeah, they just lost to the goddamn Jets. Yeah, it's true. And so, I mean, the running backs. It's like. What do you even you, you like Darrell Darrell Henderson? We've said that. 
But otherwise, oh, I, yeah, I like Darrell Henderson this week a lot with no Cam Akers. Yeah, I love Darrell Henderson this week. Yeah. And then a receiver, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. I like Woods more than Cup, but both are fine. But you're not really dealing with the tight ends. Higby. Yeah. Higby, you can play. He's, he's come on a little bit towards the end of the year. Yeah. But for Seattle, Russ is going to cook in this game. You would hope so. You would hope so because they need they need to try and clinch home field in the worst way. Yeah. Not like it matters. If they don't get home field and they have to go east, ooh, because we all know Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson struggles when traveling east. Yeah. He's a completely different quarterback when he leaves the Pacific Standard Time Zone. Yeah. I mean, it's true, though. It's very true. I mean, he has to go. He would have he potentially could be going all the way down to Landover, Maryland. Yeah, it's true. Again. Again. Oh, yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Um, here, Adam, I can make this very easy for you. You ready? Yes. Chris Carson, you're playing. DK Metcalf, you are playing, but if you have a better option and you want to fade him, you can. Tyler Lockett, you are playing, but I don't love him, and you are not starting any Seattle tight end. Works for me. All right. Are you ready to talk about the Sunday night game? You mean, am I ready to talk about Corey Davis? What a guy. Yes. Exactly. Adam. Mm-hmm. Do you know that Corey Davis is the best receiver of all time? I did not know that. Well, the more you know. Thank you for enlightening me. You are quite welcome. Of this fact. You are quite welcome. You want to hear something that's actually kind of interesting? Corey Davis that's is actually the true. best receiver ever. It's actually of all time ever that Ryan Tannehill and Aaron Rodgers actually have very similar stat lines this season. Yes. Very, very, very similar, like eerily similar. Yeah. And Ryan Tannehill has done it quietly. I know. I mean, you gotta like Ryan Tannehill going into this game, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Tannehill. Tannehill's a, uh, a great play for me this week. Top 10 option. Same for Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a top three play. You think he'd be a top one play? The only way he would not he would not be number one for me is if Christian McCaffrey plays. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, Derrick Henry right now is my number two running back of the week. And then obviously, Corey Davis on, on the cusp of, of a thousand-yard season. Yeah, contract year. Pay the man. The best receiver in football, Corey Davis. I would play him, honestly. And I got not even being facetious. In all or, seriousness. Or pulling anybody's leg here. I would play Corey Davis. I would. Okay. Trust him. Trust him. He has done well. Yep. I, yeah, he has done well. What about A.J. Brown? Play him as well. But the tight ends, nope. I'm not crazy about them. Hell no. Hell no. 
not a final anyway. Nope. No way. No, thank you. And for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a nine. Aaron Jones. Nine as well. Nine as well. Jamal Williams. Five. All of the running backs for the uh, Packer, the two starting running backs have two A's back to back in their name. Jamal Williams just has it in a different place. <laughs> I hate you. I know. That was the most Adam fact of all Adam facts. I know. That was, that was, that's why that I'm here. Creme de la creme. That's why I'm here. Oh my God. Devon. <laughs> oh my Lord. Okay. Devontae Adams. Nine. He has to bounce back this week. He just has to. Yeah. Definitely. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And Robert Tunyon. Nine. Nine. I like him a lot. All right. Well, that that does it. We're done. Our, yeah. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? No more previews. Well, there is one more game that we're going to preview on Monday. Well, not one monster preview show. We're done. No. Oh. What are we going to do? Sleep it on Friday, I guess. Hey, don't get me excited like that. I'm not, I'm, I'm, we're still alive. <laughs> oh, God. This is a family show. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so we're going to preview the uh, Bills and Patriots game on Monday while we review all of these games, all 12 of them. Crazy. All 12 of these games. And it should be very exciting. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of not only the Fantasy Show, but also the Vanilla Basement Talk Podcast, the Quiz Stational, and the Debate. And that's all on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So for my co-host, Ed Birdsell, I'm Adam Castor, and we will talk to you on Monday on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. A couple things. Number one, Mm -hmm. you won't hear this until Thursday, but I will say this to you, Adam. Happy Wavy Waiver Wire Wooback Wombat Wednesday. Number two, Merry Christmas. So you could say it with me. Happy. Happy. Wavy. Wavy. Waiver wire. Waiver wire. Woo back. Woo back. Wombat. Wombat. Wednesday. Wednesday. What's a woo back? I'll tell you another time. Okay. Number two. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a very happy, safe holiday. And hopefully you get everything that you want under the Christmas tree. And hopefully Santa is good to everybody because you all have been very, very good this year because you listen to the Basement Talk Podcast and the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show and the Basement Talk Podcast Quizitational and the Basement Talk Podcast Debate. All the great, all the great programs. So, Adam, you want to say bye-bye? Bye-bye.